You are listening to Kingdom Faith, where we focus on the Christian life, the good stuff, and the hard stuff. On this week's episode, we talk about, do our emotions get in the way? So this week, we're going to talk about why Ben cries. Ben, why do you cry? I cry because my heart's too small to contain all the emotions (laughs) in it. But but anyways, we're going to talk about this idea of... (laughs) Of emotions. Either. That was an ambush, just yeah. so all of you know. I did not know that was coming. The These big emotions that come bursting out of us, there are disadvantages to our emotions, there's advantages to our emotions, how do we control them, all those questions that we look at. So Ben, why don't you tell us some disadvantages to our uh, huge emotions? Well, and, and just a uh, forewarning... I think Phil and I align a lot when it comes to this topic, so we're going to try our best to not make it too top-heavy when it comes to disadvantages and advantages, and if we do a bad job, let us know. So, disadvantages of emotions. I think the greatest or worst disadvantage of emotion is that it's not reliable. Mm-hmm. Our emotions are super dependent upon our personal perspective, our opinions about a certain topic or a certain person, and upon our beliefs. You know, even our Christian beliefs, if I could look at something as a Christian and think a certain way, but if I wasn't a Christian, I might think a totally different way. Mm-hmm. Our emotions are too subject to change. And, and typically, they are not inspired by the Bible, they're not inspired by Christ, even though they should be, and that's the ultimate goal. But usually they're not. And and to take that even further, usually they're in direct contention with what the Word says. Mm-hmm. And and that's because of sin. We deal with sin. Sin creeps into every aspect, aspect of our lives, including our head and our heart, including our logic, logical reasoning, including our emotional reasoning. And especially in in modern society, and this is something I'll talk about a lot throughout the course of this episode, and I warned Phil, that in our modern culture, personal experience and emotion tend to trump law and doctrine. Mm -hmm. What we think or feel from day to day, we tend to think is higher than what might already be established. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, so in school, I studied uh, law and I studied politics and history. And there is this one uh, legal historian who, who I really like. Uh, his name is Lawrence Friedman. And, and I agree with a lot of what he says, even though I, I think what he says isn't necessarily a good thing. He, he writes that law is normally a reflection of the culture. And that's why we see things happen like good things like women receiving the right to vote american society got to a point where we were like oh yeah why don't women have a voice women should have a voice and Mm -hmm. so uh an amendment to the constitution was made i think i don't want to get this wrong and have my (laughs) wife make fun of me i'm gonna say the 19th amendment and if i'm wrong (laughs) julia you have the right to make fun of me the rest of our lives the same thing with child labor child labor is one that i think I think, is one that I'm very passionate about. It took a super long time for child labor to be outlawed in the U.S. And it came to this point where culture had to rise up and be like, no, we don't like this anymore. Mm-hmm. We think it should be outlawed. So law, in my opinion, and in Lawrence Friedman's opinion, is typically a reflection of society. 
And that's not the way it is with Christianity. God's law is pure and perfect, eternal and everlasting. And it's hard for us living in an opposite kind of culture to understand and appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Phil, take over for a while. <laughs> so the biggest disadvantages, and it goes right along with what, what Ben here is saying, just the idea that they're they're not reliable. Emotions just aren't reliable because some one day I'm happy, one day I'm sad, one day I'm angry, one day I'm afraid, or or I have I'm, I got a little bit of confidence, or all those th- different things. So they're ever changing. But a lot of times, you know, emotions become bad when we let them define who we are mm-hmm. and who God is. When we allow the emotions or what we feel or think to define who God says we are and who God is. And the the only thing that we can trust is the Word of God. And and the Word of God tells us who God is and tells us who we are as believers, who we are in Christ. And if you look throughout many of Paul's letters, I couldn't even tell you how many times he says, this is you in Christ, this is you in Christ. And I know there's, I think, I believe it's the book of Ephesians. I couldn't tell you what chapter, but he uses in Christ like, 15 different times uh, in the passage of scripture. So I just think, you know, when we, when we allow the word of God to, to kind of define our emotions, um, not that they should take away from your emotions, and I'll get into that a little bit later, but Isaiah 40 uh, verse 8 says, The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. Mm. It will stand way past our emotions. It will, it will be the, the truth beyond all truth. Um, here in this world beyond any law that we make outside of uh, God's law and, and all those things that kind of play into what we think and what we feel. And a lot of things are based off of those things, like you were talking about with law and, and some of those things. And it all comes from our worldview. Do do our emotions come from a godly worldview or from a worldly worldview? <laughs> and, and, and lots of us would probably hopefully be, say that they come from a godly worldview if you're a believer, but but how many of us have gotten angry when it wasn't righteous anger or mm-hmm. or gotten mad or, or, or said something we shouldn't have said or, or really just let our emotions kind of burst out of us without any warning or without without any any prompting at all because like you said it is our nature to to sin it is our sin nature to that takes control of us and and i believe that emotions can often lead us uh into sin they can often lead us uh, into sin especially when we allow them to take control of our thoughts take control of our actions and, and all those all those things and in second corinthians ten five says we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. These, that works right with our emotions and our mm. thoughts and, and the, what we feel. We have to be able to take them captive and not take them captive and never let them out, but take them cap- captive and, and understand why you feel that way. Maybe you have to ask God why you feel this way. Um, if it's something that you shouldn't be feeling or, or some of those things, you have to take it captive and allow God to kind of initiate your emotions, allow the Holy Spirit to, to work through your emotions because emotions can be a good thing. Yeah, 
Phil, I hope you're not transitioning to advantages just yet because I'm not done. <laughs> uh, but I, I wanted to stick on that idea that you said where taking our, our emotions captive and testing them and making sure we are feeling the right things for the right reasons. And I would just want to look at what the opposite looks like, where we overindulge in our emotions. Mm-hmm. And, and again, because this is my theme for the episode, I would say that we look at society where we have a society, in my opinion, and maybe Phil's too, but I'll just speak for myself, where people tend to overindulge in their own emotions and then find justification for those emotions until eventually we are super unwilling to compromise. We are super unwilling to look at other people who think differently than we do because we're not even willing to check ourselves. Mm-hmm. So if we're not willing to check ourselves, why? how do we even start to look at other people and think about them uh, in a good way? And that's how we end up getting into a very polarized culture, like the one we're in right now, where people who think or feel differently from us, we view not as wrong, but as evil. Mm. And that's something we have to nip in the bud because we're all made in Christ's image. We're all image bearers. And if you ever think someone is evil, I can tell you, I don't even have to think about it. You are letting emotion control your perception of that person and you should check it. Okay, my biblical example is King David. King David was a man after God's own heart. But he sure loved the hearts of the ladies. <laughs> uh, David had eight wives. I think the Bible uh, says eight wives, but then some people kind of are in contention about one of them. And uh, polygamy is something that the Bible doesn't condone, but it often happens in the Bible, at least in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. So we look at King David. And he's taking multiple wives. And there's at least two instances, Abigail and Bathsheba, where David takes a wife right after the husband dies. Due to circumstances that David may or may not be involved in, especially with Bathsheba, where David gets uh, her husband murdered Mm -hmm. or killed in battle, which is basically David murdering him by proxy. But he justifies it. And even though... He regrets it, and he repents, and he pays the consequence, and and his son ends up paying the consequence with his life. After it all ended, what did David do? He brought Bathsheba in and married her anyway, because David saw something that he wanted. He justified it using his emotions instead of the word of God, and then he just did it. And That might not be the strongest example, but it's the one that stood out the most to me of a biblical character justifying Mm -hmm. their own uh, sinful behavior when they know it is a sinful behavior. So, so, you know, like I said, there's lots of disadvantages, and I think both both me and Ben lean more on the disadvantages (laughs) because I think most people would say that, that a lot of people can't control them. Yeah. That a lot of people have a hard time with their emotions. Um, there's people that that lose it every day. That they get angry, they get mad, they get you know all over the place with their emotions, and and really can 
hurt their relationship with God if they're a believer, and the other way it can keep them from a relationship with God altogether mm. um, because they feel this way or feel that way. And I'm thankful that God establishes truth so I don't have to rely on, on how somebody else feels or how I feel because I know that truth has already been established. Um, but anyway, let's just look at a couple just a couple advantages here. And yeah. then we'll talk about just the struggle with controlling emotion because that's probably the hardest thing for people to do, obviously, is controlling emotion. But, but God gave us emotions. We know that. God didn't make us robots. God didn't make us, you know, people who just kind of are gray. They, they just have no feeling. No, he gave us emotions all around, good, bad, whatever you want to view emotions as. Um, he gave them to us for not just for no reason at all, but for a purpose. God doesn't do things for no reason at all. He does them for purposes. Um, and, and I would say one purpose is how would we feel God's love? How would we feel God's mercy? How would we feel God's grace, his compassion? All those things that God gives to us, he gives us the ability to really take them in, mm. to feel them, to express them as well. Um, I hope that you can say that you can express God's love, God's mercy, God's compassion. And you couldn't do those things without emotions. Um, but, but also emotions are talked about everywhere in the Bible. We see biblical characters get, for the good or the bad, yeah. get emotionally involved um, with whatever's going on. Um, we've seen people of the Bible get angry and then be punished by God for it because it was unrighteous anger. Um, we've seen, we've seen like in, in David's case, a lot of times David would, would complain to God. Now, luckily David was always good about bringing it back to God because he knew the truth of, of God. But, but a lot of times David would say, God, why, why have you let um, injustice go unpunished and, and some of those things you can see that throughout some of the prophets and and some of those things too and you see you know we have jeremiah he wept you know he weeps you know we have jesus he wept um we've had have people rejoice paul and silas rejoice singing songs in jail um you see emotion throughout the whole bible um god himself has emotion mm-hmm. we see god loving we see god um, being angry, we see we see God showing emotion, and and we are like you said, we are image bearers. We 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 bear the image of God. So if He has emotion, we have emotion, and that doesn't bring God onto our crazy level of emotion. God has perfect emotion. God has perfect love, perfect anger, perfect all those emotions that that we can have. Um, but they but most of all, they can provide a deeper relationship with the Father the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Mm. When, and I, we got to be clear on this, when they are motivated through the Holy Spirit. We can't, without the Holy Spirit, we can't, we can't bear to be able to control our emotions or, or have the right feeling when we need to have the right feelings and, and some of those things. Um, we need to have Holy Spirit-inspired inspi- emotion. Yeah. Um, because if we didn't have that, we would be in a messy place. And, and even even I, and I'm sure you would say the same thing, Ben, even as believers, um, we have been in messy spots because of our emotions. Mm. We tend to not forgive because someone's wronged us, because we're mad or, or whatever, because of emotion. When, when if, we were, if we would just hold true to the word of God, we would know that we're supposed to forgive regardless of how we feel. 
Um, it is it is something we're commanded to do. So with all with the advantages, I would just say, like I said, with the disadvantages, you have to take them captive. Mm-hmm. To have good advantages, to have good emotion, to not that you have to feel a certain way, but so you don't explode on somebody else or, or cause someone else to sin or cause yourself to sin, you have to take it captive. Um, you have to make sure that this isn't something that's coming from anything but God. That it's not coming from our adversary, the devil. It's not coming from just out of worldly anger or worldly kind of tension. Because um, the world can sometimes, just itself, not even a specific thing can cause us to to explode. Because yeah. we see bad things happen. We see sinful things happen. And, and we wonder, you know, why this, why that? You know, why doesn't this person get it? Why doesn't that person get it? And those can cause our emotions to explode. When we, if we would just trust God with our emotions, there would be more advantages than we could even list. But the problem and why we lean so many so much on disadvantages because it's kind of difficult to control our emotions. Yeah. It is very difficult. Phil, I would I would say that with what you were saying about the world and emotions, I I would go as far to say that the world wants to tell you how to use your emotions. The world wants to tell you what to be mad at, yeah. what to be glad about. And the world and, and the word, again, are often in contention. They're not usually on the same page. Not that they can't be, but they are usually not on the same page. But talking about advantages, I think like what you were saying, being able to feel that full range of positive, of godly, of perfect emotion is good. But when we have a Christ filter over our lives... Mm-hmm. Being able to see everything through the lens of Christ. So we uh, take an input, we input an experience, someone saying something to us. Like what you were saying, we test it, we look at it to see is it good, is it bad, how I should, should I respond? And then we send it out with, with a Christ, well, through a Christ lens. Mm-hmm. And that is how we use emotions uh, advantageously. I wanted to talk about the fruit of the Spirit, not a whole lot, because we have a whole episode about the fruits of the Spirit that you can go and listen to right now. Go ahead, come back and finish this one later. <laughs> um, uh, there are a, all these emotions that there's no law against, and it's like joy, love, peace, Phil knows the rest of them. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, literally, the word yeah. says, against these there are no law. So there are emotions that we are encouraged to feel, and they tend to be the good ones. Mm -hmm. And I know that we're not heavy on the advantages, and I think Phil summed that up well because it's really hard to control emotion. Maybe you're super good at controlling emotions, and you could help us out with advantages. Send us a message. Um, The last thing, and Phil already said it, God made us to be obedient, but he didn't make us to be emotionless zombies so we are encouraged to feel we're encouraged to love and to care about one another we're just encouraged to do so uh through the lens of christ so like we said before it is our sin nature to lose control and not just with emotion all over the place our sin nature tells us to be chaotic 
tells us to explode, tells us to lash out, tells us to go completely against what the Word of God tells us to be, which is which is be which is one of the fruits of the spirit, self control, um, self discipline. See, I told you he knew the rest. <laughs> um, you know, we we have to be able to rein ourselves in um, to not lose control, but but before. Before I get super into the, the controlling aspect of it, um, believers often choose one or the other. Mm-hmm. And we're, like, we're talking about, you know, really one side mostly, but, but a lot of times we, we want to choose one or, the, one or the other. And what I mean by that is either we want to show no emotion or we want to allow our emotions to control truth, to control us, to control uh, God. And, and the problem with both of those is obviously if we allow our emotions to control truth, we don't know truth. We don't allow truth to, to be expressed through us, which we're called to 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 do that. We're called to allow truth to explode from us. Um, and if, if we don't do that, then we're allowing our emotions to explode from us, and, and that is not something we want. But but when a lot of believers think that if I, if I allow my emotion, if I, if I show emotion, and I would say maybe the bad ones. Maybe you got a complaint. Maybe you're angry. Um, some of those things that that other believers might say that I have little faith. That you know I'm you, you know if I've been struggling with this and I just can't get past it. Uh, you know, a believer might say you have little faith. Um, you might not. You might not want to show emotion because of that, because you're afraid that some person might say that, you know, you're not trusting in God, you're not trusting in, in, in the Holy Spirit or whatever. Um, but the Bible tells us to rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. So we know that there's good emotion that we feel, like joy, like love, like, like peace and hope and, and all, those, all those different things. Um, but there's also these other emotions like sadness and sufferings and pains and and groans and and all those things <laughs> weeping this absolute mourning um there's a time for those too and it's gonna sound a little i don't know cliche but it's okay to cry <laughs> <laughs> it's okay to show those type of emotions because when we don't we're in a, we're in a scary spot because we're not going to be able to allow the holy spirit to work in our lives if we can't also show emotion um, and if we can't show some of those emotions, it's going to be hard to show any emotion. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I've seen believers have a hard time with their emotions. Yeah. So it's easy, it's easy to allow emotions like anger, like fear, lead us to places we don't want to go. Those are the two biggest ones, fear and anger. Because anger, um, there are a lot of people that lose their tempers, a lot of people that, that, that lose their anger, lose... <laughs> lose control with their anger and honestly forget why they were angry Yeah, because it's always in a moment. And with fear, fear dictates what we do all the time. If we're afraid, we're not going to do either what God wants us to do or do what we're called to do or do a list of things that we know we ought to do, but we're afraid to do them. Um, those are the two biggest, two biggest emotions that kind of dictate our lives and, and can, can cause other people to stumble and to definitely 
definitely cause us to stumble. And, and I just want to say a verse here. It's a verse that's fairly well known. It's James 1, 19 uh, through 20, which says, My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. I would just say if, if he's not very many instances where it actually says, take note of this. Mm -hmm. So it's probably pretty important. <laughs> Underline. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God deserves. This gives us a little bit of insight that there is must be at least some sort of anger that is righteous, but it says human anger. Human anger doesn't produce the righteousness of God. And those, those are the types of angers that cause us to explode, cause us to lose control, cause us to show other many emotions that we probably shouldn't be at the time. Um, because we weren't slow to listen and we weren't slow to speak. Um, and those those two things are quick to listen and slow to speak. And those two things cause uh, us to also be slow to become angry. Um, and when we don't do those things, we become quick to be angry. And that in itself is human anger. Mm. Because we know that, I would say this, we know God's patient with us. And there's times that God gets angry with us. There's times that God... Uh, gets angry with us it is okay to feel angry it's okay to to feel miserable it's okay to feel those things but when we allow those emotions specifically to lose control to take control of us to to do those things we will always end up sinning mm -hmm. we will always end up not having the anger that produces righteousness because it can't happen. Because if we do those things, we're not doing what one of the fruits of the Spirit is, which is self-control. Um, and when we don't have self-control, we have sin every single time. When there's no self-control, there's always sin. Um, so I think those are, are definitely some sh big struggles with controlling emotion. Um, what I would say to help you control emotion Allow the Holy Spirit to continually renew you day by day, as the Word says. That we are to be renewed day by day by day, to, to be living sacrifices day by day by day. Um, we need to always take captive every thought day by day by day, to have God examine us day by day by day. Um, this Christian life isn't in the moment, it's for the rest of our life uh, and for eternity. And we can never come to a place where we let our emotions dictate, again, who we are and who God is. Yeah. I feel, I think, like what we've been saying this whole time, the, the best thing that you can do to help control your, your emotion is put it through that Christ lens. Mm -hmm. Take your emotion take whatever you're feeling whatever you're thinking about a situation and test it is it good is it right why am i feeling this way why am i thinking these thoughts i'll just to go back to my theme for the episode we often do not always know why we think or feel a certain thing about a certain thing <laughs> think or feel a certain way about a certain thing Phil, have you seen the movie Death Race 2000? Nope. But have you heard of it? Yeah, because he told me before when we started recording. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when you are driving, listener, Phil, when you are driving and you are uh, 
in a parking lot or anywhere really and someone is in front of you and you are intentionally being slow so this person can cross the road someone typically in the car tends to say 10 points 20 points 50 points (laughs) that is because of the movie death race 2000 in this movie uh, it's it's a super horrible concept. <laughs> Basically, these people are like driving cross country, racking up a body count, and certain types of people are worth more points for hitting them with your, their car. It's not a good movie in theme or in quality. <laughs> but in the moderate amount of research that I did for this, this movie is the reason why that happens in almost every car in America probably every single day. But no one knows that. Mm -hmm. And it goes even deeper than that. This idea of we think and look at the world a certain way. And there are thousands of years of history all leading up to right now, me and you sitting in this room talking about this topic and thinking about it in the way that we're thinking about it. Yes, we're making our own choices and we are thinking our own thoughts. But there is so much influence that Mm -hmm. we don't see. And that's what I would say. Test the, your emotion. Try to figure out why you feel a certain way. And maybe to some extent, do a little bit of research. Maybe. Not in every situation. There is a book uh, called Why You Think the Way You Do. It's by Glenn Sunshine. <laughs> and it is a uh, an abridged history of of the Western society from uh, ancient Rome to now Mm -hmm. and it is probably the quickest easiest read that you could see why americans why western civilization kind of has the day-to-day view of the world that it does i think understanding why we see things a certain way and in a certain light can really help us to understand why we might feel a certain emotion whether that emotion is good or bad that's my personal thought maybe it was too complicated but I think it. <laughs> I feel it. <laughs> and and for my final thought, it's just a re-emphasis. Psalms 139, 23-24. Through 24, Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my concern. See if there's any unrighteous way in me and lead me in your everlasting way. Mm-hmm. Take your emotions, take your experiences, put them through the Christ lens. That's the best way to control your emotions. Phil, final thoughts. Always trust in the truth of God's word. Just because you feel a certain way, just because you know you feel like you aren't this or you're not that, or you don't feel loved by God, or you don't really feel like His child, or you know you don't really feel adopted into the family, that's not what God's word says. And if you feel those things, I'm gonna say it like this: they're not the right feelings. They're the wrong feelings. You you feel that way. And you must allow God to work in you because you feel that way. But it doesn't take away from what the truth is. That you are loved. That you are a child of God if you're a believer in Jesus Christ. Always trust in God because God never changes. He doesn't, he doesn't wither like the grass. He doesn't wither like the flowers. But, but he will always stand forever. Um, and, and the Bible says that you know, Jesus is the same yesterday, the same today, and the same forever. 
that that I know that if I am struggling with this thought or that feeling or, or whatever it is, I can go back to the Word of God, which is the most reliable, 100% reliable thing in anybody's life, believer or non-believer. Um, just the non-believer just might not know it. So, so I would just I would just say this for yourself, like Ben was saying: allow your emotions to go through the Christ filter. Allow it to come out of you with holiness. Um, now that can be difficult, but it can be done. Mm-hmm. It can be done through the Holy Spirit when we allow Him to work in our lives. But this weekly verse, this week is Romans eight verse six which says, For the mind set on the flesh is death, but the mind set on the spirit is life and peace. All right, well, that concludes this week's episode of Kingdom Faith. If you would like to leave a comment or a request for an episode, send us an email at kingdomfaith2001 at gmail.com. And thank you.